Welcome to the Intersection Podcast. Today we're going to be differentiating step seven, humbly ask God to remove our shortcomings. Welcome. Today we're going to be talking about step seven, which is humbly ask God to remove our shortcomings. So the law that applies to this, the spiritual law that applies to this step is humility will result in honor. Humility is very much involved with this step. It takes a humble person to ask for help and to realize that there's a problem. So that's where we're going to park it today and differentiate step seven for addictions, trauma, and codependency. So humility is vital when asking God to remove defects of character. This movement from pride to humility, it can be instantaneous for some, but often this change occurs after an honest and thorough personal inventory and then contrary action until Christ has transformed us. We must continue to ask Christ for daily help. It's so moment to moment. And just like step three, our surrender, our release to the Lord is moment to moment. We can take things back at any time. And we have to remember this. It's not a one and done. We must continue to ask Christ daily for help because it's a pervasive sin nature that we all deal with. It's not going away on this side of heaven. And those with addiction, codependency, and trauma, the stakes are higher due to the complexity of the life problems. All people on this side of heaven would benefit from consistent contrary action, which puts simply means to do the opposite of what our sin nature tempts us to do. This demonstrates a willingness to God that we're going to go to any length to change. And it shows our seriousness to him. And that's what he requires. Our authenticity, our honesty, our uh, willingness to go to any length. So after working step seven for three decades, I have seen numerous alcoholics and addicts begin to think less about themselves and more about others. It's an amazing process. This change of heart was an integral part of discovering and then maintaining freedom from the bondage of self. This is one of the promises of the 12 steps. And our recovery will be precarious at best if we do not deal with our sin nature one day at a time. That's why we need to always go to meetings. We never graduate We need to stay in contact in the fellowship uh, with the 12 steps and continually work this program the rest of our lives. And honestly, um, every single person on planet Earth, I can honestly say this, would benefit from working the 12 steps. And I'm sure that some people would balk at that, uh, you know, affirmation or that assertion 
that you know the still the 12 steps could possibly help them but everybody has difficulties that need to be taken care of and the 12 steps are a way a structured way of life that god has laid down through his biblical principles and we need his supernatural help so how about codependency there may be a fear of repeating the mistakes of the past Another common fear is regarding God's or other people's judgment of our actions and attitudes. Many of us are afraid to uh, take the step due to finding comfort in the familiar. This mindset creates insecurities about the changes that God may bring in the future. And that's where the codependent stays stuck. They find that the familiar is comfortable for them. And it may not be um, what's best for the person. I mean, more often than not, the person needs to change that comfort level and step outside of their comfort level into an area that God wants to stretch us and expand our spiritual lives, our emotional lives, our relationships with each other. So some of these experiences uh, defects of character um, are enabling. And these things net, need to be let go of. We have to let go of these things. Control of people, places, and things. We cannot control everything in our life. And as we talked about before, the unmanageability, the insanity, the needing to turn things over to uh, surrender our lives to Christ. And then examining our difficulties and admitting them to another person brings tremendous healing, as James 5.16 says. Now that we've become willing, and now we're asking God to remove these things, enabling is a big part of that. Ask God to help you to have the strength to let people suffer consequences people that you love. And it's very, very difficult for some people because they love the person, they wanna see what's best for them, and they pick up those pieces all the time and they can't do that anymore. They have to let go and let God. So how about trauma and step seven? So much like codependency of a fear of the past of repeating itself may, de may develop for those who have experienced trauma. Once in a state of fear due to divorce, death, abuse, or witnessing a horrific event, we are likely to encounter an increased level of, yes, demonic activity. We cannot act like the enemy is not present and active in our present, in our past, and in our future. It's not wise to do that. We cannot underestimate the enemy. He is not taking a day off and neither should we. In our most vulnerable times, the enemy will enhance his effort for our ruin. He'll step up his effort to manipulate people, places, and things in order to trigger a situation, trigger fight, flight, or freeze in the person and have the person re-traumatized and therefore um, inactive in the ministry and disabled in their relationships. This is the exact intense. He is certain to use our past against us and tempt us with new sin in our effort to numb the pain 
and loss from a tragedy. This necessitates the need for a firm and consistent response from us. We must be persistent in asking God to remove our difficulties so that we may be a powerful witness for his kingdom. I pray that this information is helpful to you. And uh, until next time, may God keep you and bless you. for joining our podcast of uh, the next time we'll be covering step eight so until then may god keep you and bless you